When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Thanks for the cue in there, Todd. I did not hear the intro music, so that worked out great. (laughs) Bit of sign language. (laughs) Good thing I can see your pretty, pretty face this morning, buddy. What's happening? That's it. That's it. Zoom calling. I tell you how what, is the world of Bozeman right now? It's beautiful, buddy. It's seven in the morning. I got my coffee. This is the mm-hmm. earliest podcast we've ever done. Maybe, maybe we're really we're doing an early it. pod. We're bringing it to the fans, and we're coming in early. We got to do it, dude. Let's got to go. do it. Good week. Who are we starting with today, buddy? Well, we got BJ Penn and Tulsi Gabbard. Um, interesting combo. Couple of Hawaiians. Then we got Luis Gomez. Comedian, I believe Lewis. That was the first time he's been on. And you know, I, I think we might touch on Bill Maher from the previous week. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could start there with Bill. I I don't have a a, a lot to say. Uh, he was only on for a couple of hours. Um, I think slightly less. He was in town. He had some uh, some comedy he was doing, and kind of a bummer he didn't go to the mothership. Maybe he stopped by check it out, but. Mm. Uh, Always cool to see him and Joe together. Um, they, I don't know. I, I think they're very similar in their political views in a lot of ways. And uh, people don't really see that, especially with Joe now. You know, um, the people, I think, are under the impression they're very different. But when they get talking, you see how similar they are. Mm. Uh Though Bill does dislike Trump probably more than than uh, a Joe does, oh, so yeah. there was like a there was a little back and forth that they had about that, uh, which I thought was cool. But it but it also shows Joe's respect for Bill. You know he you know he admires him. He looks up to him because he he really listened. He didn't push back, and he he just kind of listened. One one bit that I did like though uh, was near the beginning where. He basically said that that Bill is like a '90s liberal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then and then Bill went on to really eloquently explain, you know, it, it's different now because there's this woke, you know, far leftism thinking, and that's not what most Democrats were before, and maybe aren't now, <clears throat> and it, and it in a lot of ways it doesn't really represent the party. Yeah, I, and c- I hear coming that. from Bill, that really means a lot. What did you think of that, Todd? <clears throat> I, I mean, it rang true, but also the more I think about it, it's like 
we talk about this woke ism and how crazy it is, but is it really, I, I don't know. In my mind is it's, is it's like, isn't that just something we fixate on because it's so wild, right? It's like, it reminds me of them talking even on the, in this conversation when Rogan and Bill Maher start talking about gay people and trans and everyone's got to make fun of LGBTQ, AI, whatever. It's like, again, it just bugs me when two white people talk about this. Two old white guys are just talking about <laughs> like they, like they give it, like they know about what it's like to be gay and how easy it is to come out. I'm just like, I don't know. They just sound no, like two I, old No, I totally guys. get what you're saying. Two old I really do. Guys. Like, give me a fucking break. You guys are both liberal. Right. You don't care. You know, people think Joe's not liberal. Well, they clearly don't listen to him. He's been liberal always. He, lo yeah. he loves uh, Bernie Sanders. I mean, go Bernie. Yeah. I, gu I guess it is I like a bit of that kind of mansplaining type exactly. thing that people talk about. But but I don't, I don't think that they're... I don't think their point ever is to disparage any of those groups. No. Uh, you know, it's just how much association there is with this movement and that party and also how much it kind of plays into that party as well or how much the party plays into this movement. You know, they've they've the Democratic Party, in a lot of ways, is is kind of made a lot of their identity around supporting this um, movement. Yeah, and and I think well, you gotta you hide know, their the war. point is you gotta hide the war. Well, I Adam. just think I think their point is that it's it's just it's not the most important thing our country is dealing with. No, right? Exactly. That's why it bugs me when I hear about it again and again and again from a couple of old white dudes. <laughs> but they have to talk about it. But Bill's a political get it. comedian. Like, of course they're going to talk about it. I get it. it. Right? And, you know, and they, they got to talk about fat shaming for a good 25 minutes as well, because they definitely did that. <laughs> that, yeah, that was some top notch I mean, fat shaming for sure. Off on the sugar industry, but not even that, just about people. You know, I will say one other thing, and I love Bill Maher, don't get me wrong, but the whole, I've taken SSRIs before and they helped a ton, I'm not on them anymore, you know, it got me through a divorce. When he said that he took Zoloft for a day and it was like, I just felt this and I just couldn't believe it, it's like, dude, SSRIs don't work on day one, bro, okay, settle down. <laughs> they just, you can't just right. take one pill one day and say, I felt numb and I just feel bad for people that are on these SSRIs. That bugged me. Um, but look, man, it's just one of those things. It's like if you, if you've never, you know, felt that depression that, that seems overwhelmingly, you know, like there's something you can't eat, you can't do about it. You take some of those pills; they work a lot of times, and and they might get you through a hard time. And I think, I think the general notion between the two of them, even though both of them have never been on antidepressants, is you can just fight through it. And that may be true for some people, but not for everybody. Uh, so I just want to shout out to everybody out there who is on SSRIs. Hopefully, you can get off of them at some point, but they do seem to work. Yeah, they're going to numb you out for a while, but they're probably going to get you through a hard time. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a place for those medications. Like there really is. And you know, it's it's maybe they're overprescribed, 
to totally. some they totally degree. Are. Absolutely. You know, it's like the fact that they give them to people without requiring them to go often to maybe therapy consistently. Totally. I mean, they, they really should go hand in hand. What about this for the benefit pill? of the people? What, Do what? What about this other pill they're talking about? This is it a diabetes pill? They went on and on about this this pill that makes you lose weight, but it's like oh it's yeah, like there's, there's some pill now supposedly that is like a diet pill. Basically, it's like a pill that makes you slimmer. Um, but uh, Rogan was talking about um, I can't remember. I don't think it was Huberman, but it was someone else. Like. Um, read through some studies, did a podcast and talked mm. about how it's not just like they people do get lighter, but they're actually losing like like other parts of body mass, like bone density, right. muscle density. It's not just like fat. So it, it's going to have some problems, you know, and it's just something to be aware of. Like it's it's not really the fix all mm. um, pill, but, you know, that's like a lot of medications. They uh, it. It's it's not the most effective solution, but maybe for some people it's a bit of a solution, right? Like you're saying with SSRIs, take those people that have you ever seen those shows where someone's so big they can't get them out of their house <clears throat> and oh, they're just God. like in a bed. It's, yeah, it's, they're I can't watch they're hard those. to watch. I can't. And do I it. do feel bad for those people, and it's like, wow, how did how did this happen? Like, how did you get so big? Like, how are you mm. even? getting food honestly, i don't even understand but... it are you just sucking down coca-cola all day i mean it's that's just weird you got it that's yeah. gotta be genetic right that can't just be just eating too much yeah it's probably it's both the things <sighs> right but it's definitely eating too much but so let's say for those people very difficult to do any exercise right i mean you, you can get to a point where it's just too much mm. and if you could then take a pill that could mitigate it yeah, right, because yeah. obviously lifestyle changes are not happening. But, you know, all of the things should happen at once, hopefully. But some people just don't make the changes. Maybe a pill then uh, yeah. is beneficial, right? Yeah. It's called Ozempic. But, I looked it up. Ozempic. Oh, yeah, that's right. For people with that's type right. 2 diabetes. Hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I think it just reduces your appetite, dude. But <clears throat> he was saying it takes away muscle mass, and it's also really bad for you. But that's the thing with America. We just want a pill, right? And we just want it to be easy. It's too hard to go outside. It's too hard to – I mean, that's the reason why half of these people in our country are depressed, too. It really yeah. is Well, a sad look, thing. life is just really hard for most people anyway. It just is. It's very difficult. So to to the extra effort that you need to put in – to make positive changes is like requires energy. Mm. You have to have some leftover, and, <clears throat> and a lot of people are just kind of worn out. You know, they're, they're worn out from it. I mean, aren't the, isn't it like one of the four noble truths of Buddhism that life is a struggle? <laughs> isn't that just? <laughs> is, I think just so. What it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably supposed to be right. And to say that, it's like who. I, I'm not saying that it's orchestrated or whatever, but it's it's inescapable. You can't, yeah. no matter how comfortable you make your life, ultimately you're going to just cause your own problems. Isn't it nice like to you, just know you can't hide away from it. that it's a struggle? Though I mean, right here, it's like the first noble truth of of uh, Buddhism is dukkha. The first new noble truth is the idea that everyone suffers and that suffering is part of the world. It's the first huh. noble truth. Dukkha. Duka. Duka. I gotta take a duka. Well, yeah. There we go. Anyway. So it's a whole bunch life of Life is suffering, people. It's gonna be okay, though. 
you know, but if you just accept that, it kind of feels good. It's like, Oh, I'm not suffering right now. Feeling pretty good. Went golfing yesterday. You know, I'm drinking this coffee. This coffee doesn't feel like suffering to me. There's well, the hope is that there are moments, you know, and hopefully lots of moments that aren't that way, Mm. that aren't that way. But anyway, good old Bill Maher. Check out, check out the pod. Uh, I like their conversation. It was a short one, but uh, they get into it. And again, it's it's Bill's style. It's plenty of politics and mm. some some COVID stuff and woke business. <laughs> Let's jump over to BJ Penn and Tulsi. This is one I wanted to get into. Oh yeah. Um, only because you know, have you been following much of the fires in Maui and like what what's going on over there? The relief effort and so I- on. <clears throat> so I've seen some town hall meetings where people are getting really upset and I did not realize until I was watching a few of those town hall meetings and BJ Penn was actually in one. This is about a week ago before I listened to this pod, um, you know, where they're sitting with, with all the, the people in their town in front of, you know, it's a town hall meeting. So there's, everybody's invited and they've got all the fucking mayor and the governor and everything. Uh, uh-huh. And, and just, I did not realize that they're trying to take people's homes away. I did not realize that that was, was a thing that they're just, you know, shooting for taking all the homes that were burned down, maybe not all of them, but some of them at the very least, and saying that now this is our land, right? Isn't that what's happening? They're saying they're going to build, you know, some sort of memorial. And now that it's now it's public land, you know, they're just going to turn around and put a hotel up there if that's the case. Which is, I mean, that's just crazy. People just burning, you know, taking away others' property. I, I don't understand how they can get yeah, away the with whole, that. <clears throat> the whole thing seems <clears throat> seems nuts. And the, the only thing I can put it down to is, are we ever good during, like, disaster relief things? Right. I mean, Katrina supposedly was a mess. And then there was that train derailment where they just kind of blew it up. Um, like, are, are there examples of... <clears throat> excuse me the u.s like crushing it during one of these <laughs> types of events or, or does any country ever do it like maybe disaster relief is such a difficult complicated thing and i don't want to make excuses for anybody i'm certainly not doing it for the government mm. but what i'm thinking is you know <clears throat> this just sounds so crazy what's mm. happening mm-hmm. it sounds so nuts that they can't get any relief there they're not able to help these people. Um, it almost blocking people bringing aid. It's it's like the hmm. yeah. I don't want to lean into conspiracies, but it just sounds it sounds insane. Can we just, it just get, sounds can, nuts? I just really wish Biden would go down there and start throwing out some paper towels to everybody. Come on, can can Biden just go throw some paper towels? I mean, well, I mean, he did give him seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Not, not, I'm not laughing at that situation. I'm just thinking about Trump doing that and thinking he was the fucking man in Puerto Rico, just tossing out some some paper. Oh yeah, for a photo shoot. Or, mm. What what was that for? A hurricane? Or that was the the hurricane be... that happened in in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, know I don't get I, it. I don't understand it enough about why we can't. Uh, give assistance there it's saying that they have approved more than 65 million this is from seven days ago that fema has approved more than 65 million in federal assistance that total includes 21 million in fema assistance approved for individuals and households so that maybe that's part of the 700 a piece but that that's just not enough uh 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what happens when you just lose your house and you're stranded on an island? Is everybody camping out? They didn't really get into that. Yeah, I don't know really what the people are doing. Uh, they did say it was $5 billion to rebuild most of the houses. Mm-hmm. And they kind of equated it to that extra $6 billion that wound up going to the Ukraine. Right, like, oh, right. so we can do that, but we can't rebuild these houses. Um, and That's then they kind of tied that to there's war profiteering and there's no profit potentially to be made from, uh, you know, rebuilding. fixing these people's houses. Rebuilding. But, but you have to think in a sense there is because all of those people can then go back to work and have jobs and they pay taxes or they help the economy. I mean, um, yeah, I don't get it. I, I just assume that the U S would have like large funds for disaster relief. I mean, I'm and sure we could figure it out. Teams of people that just like immediately kick into gear, you know, like the president just pushes a button and then, you know, the A team just jumps into action and gets out there. Okay. Well, Let's think about this for a second. If this happened in the richest county in Florida, which is probably what, somewhere down on the Atlantic by Maui. I don't know the names down there, but just think of this happened in some affluent, you know, white area where, you know, where, uh, what's his name that supposedly killed himself, even though we know it's not true. Oh, Epstein. <clears throat> yeah. Let's just say this happened on uh, near Epstein's home, right? Everyone's got million dollar homes down there right on the island. Or excuse me, mm-hmm. not on the island. This was in Florida. If it happened there, you don't. What think is that be... area called? Like Palm Beach or something? Palm, Palm Springs area. Palm Springs. There right. we go. Okay. So let's say this happened in Palm Springs, where you know the median household uh, income is like three million a year or something. You think there they wouldn't be getting aid? You don't think there that we would be hooking them up real quick? I mean, it's just yeah. I, think... I mean. You possibly just makes saying. sense right i'm just saying that's just a, that's just a, an opinion of mine who knows so you think this is more a factor of just that it, these people were not as wealthy yeah they're taking advantage of these people absolutely and like like they mentioned there's rich white people there's plenty of money to be made if they take the land you know how expensive land is on maui it's like you know, the property taxes are, are, they're already trying to push people out with property taxes, you know, if they can't do that now, now they have this, you know, convenient thing that happened for them, not for the, the people who live there, but maybe for the people who can take advantage of the land now that it's barren and needs to be rebuilt, you know, just a thought, but that seems to be what's happening. That seems to be what they're trying to do. And the, the locals are, are up in arms trying to do something about it. And hope, you know, hopefully they can, I wish them the best. I don't know how to help them from Montana. I guess we're talking about it now, but what do you do? Do you start, do you start a GoFundMe for the people of Maui and everyone just kicks in, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Maybe that needs to happen. Where's one of those. Those seem to work. That's a good point. I bet there is one. Yeah. I bet there is. You know, Why are you that, talking? That's how you I'm get that's look. how you get people, right? To to come together and, and fight the government. You get a ton of people to throw down. I mean, power to the people, right? That's how Bernie got all his freaking campaign money. It yeah. does actually work. And if we could talk about Citizens United for a second, that is one thing that I wish Bill Maher, just to jump back to that for a second. I wish him and 
and uh, <clears throat> Rogan would talk about Citizens United more instead of talking about, you know, what it's like to, to come out as a gay person, even though they're both not homosexual. It, it's whatever. It just it, It's one thing that just gets to me. Let's talk about Citizens United and how in our country corporations are considered people and how effed up that is. And, you know, they can, they can send millions upon millions of dollars to campaigns and then not even, we don't even have to know that it was them that, that contributed to the campaign. Yeah, I mean, slippery if our, stuff. If our forefathers knew that, they, they would just be like, uh, this is the whole reason we wrote the Constitution was for these things not to happen. I don't know. That that bugs me that we don't talk about that more because in my mind that is the biggest problem that that corporations are considered people and are allowed to throw down endless amounts of money to campaign financing and I mean that's just crazy. yeah but anyways, that was did, did almost like beating a dead horse though now it's it's but like if we don't yeah talk they're, about they're it, not taking that out of there it's not going to change like, good I mean, luck dude that happened in the nineties no. it wasn't even that long ago when they when they reversed that. So yeah. what'd you find? How do how do we help the, the people on Maui? Yeah, so they got to go for me, help the people of uh, Lahaina. Lahaina. I don't know how to Lahaina. say that. Lahaina. Yeah. yeah. And West Maui. Uh, <clears throat> they've made two and a half million. Okay. So okay. give some money, folks. Give them 20 bucks. You know, you whatever go. you can afford. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just go on there and do... You know, don't think your donation of even five bucks is nothing. That's it, good. It adds up real fast. And that's probably a really good way. Assuming, I don't know how they do the distribution for GoFundMes, but I but I assume people, you know, there's like oversight and, you know, it's not just people collecting money. They must like... You would hope so. must know how to figure out ways <clears throat> to uh, to make sure it doesn't disappear. And in fact, there's quite a few smaller ones that are all around about $100,000. Okay. So another one for like 300000 So there's quite a few. And hopefully that helps them out. Um, but back to the idea, like what about the sirens? They didn't turn the sirens on. What do you think is going on there? Because the, who was it, the, um, the governor or whoever deals with the emergency signal mm -hmm. said that he was, was worried. It was the mayor, right? Right. He mm -hmm. was worried that people would think that it's a tsunami right. and they would right, behave right, right, differently. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, I, obviously we both weren't there. I, I don't know what that's like. I mean, I guess if you didn't know that it was a fire, you probably, I mean, you're, people are just going to assume it's a tsunami, right? So yeah, maybe that was a good call. I don't know. That's just something that happened in the moment. You know, you can't really give the guy too much shit for that. It was just a decision that he probably made very quickly and he was probably scared as well. You know, I, I give him a break on that one, I'd say. Yeah, re reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable. I mean, not great, right? Obviously not a mistake, great. ultimately. I would think but, it's a uh, mistake for sure, but I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't malicious. I don't think it was malicious, but who knows? I mean, the guy didn't come out of his house for two weeks, so I don't think I like him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if you if you do make a mistake and that's your position, I recommend owning up to it right away and being yeah. like, yep, retrospect, probably should have pushed that button and turned that on. This is why I didn't. 
Sorry I mean, about that, but let's get to work and help those people. I, I just, how do people in, in positions of power like that just become so douchey? It's like you would think the first thing you would do is get out of your house, get on TV, and start helping, right? F figuring it out, a way to somehow get your ass on the ground and help. Instead, he just hides away in his mansion. I mean, come on. Of course, the people are going to hate him. It's the political playbook, dude. When people are liking you and things are going well, you come out, you get all the credit for it, you have the crowds cheer, mm -hmm. and then when they turn on you or someone's mad at you, you stay indoors and you, and you wait hide. for people to forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty crazy. And you never accept responsibility mm. for negative things. That's that's just the playbook of politicians. It's like the mm. worst way to be as a human is the kind of the best way to be as a politician. <laughs> nice, nice. Which says a lot about oh. politicians, like how you know how how can you like a good politician? It's it's almost yeah. like a good lawyer. A good lawyer is what the best liar. Mm. Like yeah, they're good at their job, but I don't know. Can't, can't trust that. You don't want to hang out with them on a Tuesday night. Okay, just like hanging out at your house, bullshitting. What was this thing about the, the fruit trees, the no pigs, the no wild cows? I'm talking about oh, yeah, that's right. So like you the can't, plant, can't plant fruit trees. So why? I don't know. Like, they what, don't want what would the point of that be? To be sustainable? Is, is, I mean, that's what B, BJ was trying to implement or trying to, I guess, assume is that they don't want people to be self-sufficient i mean yeah i mean that that was definitely the point he was making unless there's some other issue that i'm not aware of like uh, i don't know maybe it's like a florida situation where they just have too many iguanas right. or whatever oh, those lizards go. are they're everywhere <laughs> it's like the more fruit trees you have the more iguanas you get or something hmm. but i mean maybe it's i, I don't think trees. that's a good precedent though you want you want people to have gardens and possibly <clears throat> grow food and especially fruit if you can like why not that, no. that one seems pretty odd what, mm. what do you find in there i mean this right now this is uh they're just saying that there's a recovery plans this is from august 17th so this this is people for planting fruit trees right okay um Part of the recovery plan as Maui continues to contend with the aftermath of devastating wildflowers, which are responsible for more than 100 deaths, a swath of destruction. Uh, <clears throat> Maui is currently accumulating fruit trees as part of the donation efforts. So th this is this is a donating th uh, donation effort thing from Hawaii Tropical Fruit okay. Growers Corp. So that's htfg.org. So that that sounds like these people are obviously for fruit trees, but I don't know. I mean, isn't isn't that the thing? Like our government, of course, they don't want us to know how to how to not need them, right? I mean, isn't that just a thing? Right. Maybe you know? it is part of that. You know, just like this reliance on on us. They were talking about that too with what was it, fifteen minute cities? The idea yeah. that you have everything you need real close, but it also kind of traps you in that place. Yeah. I, I need to look into that because I actually wrote that down and I forgot to look into the 15 minute cities thing. Is that, that's the case then they just don't want people to go anywhere further than 15 minutes because you know, then you're not, then you're not using gas. 
I mean, don't they want us to spend well, money on gas? Yeah, the, the idea is that it just makes um, uh, every like all the things you need accessible to you right within 15 minutes that makes of just sense. walking or riding a bike right mm-hmm. so that does sound nice that sounds convenient for some people like live out in the middle of nowhere because they can't afford to live in a city or a town and you know right. they are a long way so if there's a disaster or something happens like you're a long way but there's also a ton of inherent problems <clears throat> when people are all squished together like that and you know you're definitely not ha- having a garden then probably because there won't be as much room yeah, I mean, look, tiny houses, everyone uh, living on top of each other. Here again is the problem with the the far left and the far right or just us being so divided because it's like in one you know, when when you tell me about a 15-minute city, it it seems logical to me, especially in an urban area, but then you have other people who think it's some sort of plot by, you know, tyrannical bureaucrats who are just taking over and that to me i don't understand that seems way too crazy to me they're trying to take our cars control our lives and lead to some sort of hunger game scenario that does i just don't get that that side of it i mean it makes sense to me it seems like a bit of a stretch (laughs) and also the problem with those types of thinking (laughs) is like we're talking a generation or two and i don't believe that the government is capable of planning they're not for smart two enough. generations no ahead. no way thank you these it were... they think of the next election and that's about it right and look to be to have everything within 15 minutes i how is that a problem and if you don't like it then go move out into the country now somewhere like maui where there's not enough room Yes, that could get dangerous if people are saying no you can't grow fruit trees now that is fucked up and that's tyrannical yeah. Like, okay, that should not be allowed. You cannot tell me I can't put a fruit tree in my yard, especially if I live on an island and there's only so much space. Of course I'm going to want a garden. So that, to me, that that's where it gets scary. Like, if you implement in these 15-minute cities that, oh, you can't grow a garden, you can only buy from this garden, or you can only go to this grocery store, that, that to me, is the scary part, right? Because what happens when... I mean, we've already seen us, we've lost so many of our civil liberties just from any time there's some sort of disaster, right? This is where, these disasters are what create new laws because people are scared. That's that's the part that's that's scary, right? Is because when people are scared, they'll do anything, they'll say yes to anything because they're freaking out, right? Just like we got rid of, you know, uh, not Citizens United, but the... um, Patriot Act, right? It's like the Patriot Act. We lost so many of our liberties because of 9-11. Everyone's freaking out. I get it. We were scared. But now we've got the Patriot Act and everybody's spying on us. So good job. Did you know that the TSA didn't exist before 9-11? Yep. Mm -hmm. It was like private security firms. And, you know, each airport was different. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like standardized. Um and way more chill, obviously. I mean, so yeah, good point. And now you got the TSA, and oftentimes they kind of suck. <laughs> They're like the DMV people. They just like look mm, miserable, miserable, and they can make your life hell always. But you know, can we just can we laugh about some of those videos coming out where the TSA guys open up the bag and there's just a huge dildo, and they just you, you, you make them laugh. You got to give them a little bit of chuckle out of that. That is pretty good. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. some of those? Cheer those, cheer those grumpy <laughs> guts up. That's what I say. 
What did you think of the? Uh, they talked about the well, what a living wage is, and it's around a hundred and thirteen thousand dollars there. Yeah, it makes sense. Sounds like Bozeman. That's so much money, though. I mean, it wasn't that many years ago. I think like maybe 2016, 2017. I was, I, I think it was Jordan Peterson was talking, maybe on Rogan, um, <clears throat> that seventy thousand dollars, like, is is enough to live really well on. And anything more than that doesn't really add to your happiness. Yeah, I remember well, that talk. That, was that a good number one. is definitely higher now. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. It might be double. And that's too soon, dude. It's not like people are getting paid double since then. I mean, yeah. how do you work in fast food and then live in Hawaii? Like, how could you? Well, I I mean, you'd have to own a house. I mean, a lot of these people have lived there their entire lives. I think that's the only reason they're there still. That makes sense. Right. And again, yeah. if we want to go on the conspiracy theory side of things, and, you know, this this is a way to take advantage of those people because once they're out, they're out. I hope that's not the case, but... I, I don't know. What do you do when you when your house, when your home burns down? You think half of these people have insurance on their house? I don't know. I have no idea. I thought you had to have insurance on your house. So hopefully, but gosh, I don't know. I just I hope they can rebuild it and keep yeah keep their homes. Well, I don't know what the answer you know, is. Really, my heart goes out to those those folks. I've heard stories of you know disaster areas where the insurance company basically went bankrupt right instead of paying out all the ma amounts of money it was like too many of their um claims you know accounts claims came in and they just like dissolved their assets mm. and and went to bankruptcy and then i don't know what happens then like well, the then, fact that that is even possible is insane well then they start another company under another name and they just keep rolling right on no doubt Hmm. Yeah, gosh, I didn't even think about that, dude. Good point. That's scary because that sounds yeah. like something that might happen. You know, again, it's like, oh, it's a disaster. It's like when, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, natural disasters aren't even covered by insurance. Like when, when, when we had the farm, when we had our little cabin and we were growing hemp, we, you had to get flood insurance separately, right? Or, or wildfire fire insurance. If you, if there was a wildfire, that's considered a natural disaster. Regular insurance does not cover that, dude. So I guarantee you most of these people are screwed. Honestly. Because right. flood insurance... Because they and, probably didn't have... Uh, they Maybe they had flood, right? Because of the tsunamis, but they weren't thinking fire. They're not thinking possible. fire. No way. So honestly, dude, I bet you they're all screwed. And that is, a, that is so sad. Because, yeah, you, you need to have a separate insurance company for that sort of stuff and it costs you know it could be an extra eight hundred dollars a year which I, I wouldn't want to pay i wouldn't pay it especially if, if i was on maui would you have fire insurance i wouldn't so, yeah i mean yeah you wouldn't think about it i mean maybe if you're like in hawaii close to those volcanoes it might be a smart move mm, but mm -hmm. um yeah, this one was just power lines, I think, right? They just fell over in the winds, and mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. everything burnt because it was dry. Or at least that's what they're saying. Yeah, tough. And I feel terrible for him. I'm glad Tulsi's out there advocating for him and BJ. She's and great. I'm glad that this conversation was held because I think a lot of what they talked about is not being reported clearly. 
and whether these two have an agenda or not, it's like they represent the people there and they care about the people more so than the government, which is who you want representing you anyway. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's a brutal one. All right, guys, let's jump over, finish up with Luis Gomez. Got a few minutes. Um, Todd, real quick, time-wise, we got a sharp cutoff of 45. So okay, buddy, let me at... know when we're there. Give me a countdown. We got nine, okay, I don't... nine minutos. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, good? Skank Fest guy, OG comedian, very funny dude. Luis, uh, yeah, just always makes you laugh. Um the skank fest stuff is great. I'd love to go to that one day. Those those guys are just ridiculous. A lot of his podcasts are, are really good. That's that's where he shines. I don't think I've ever seen him um doing stand up live in person. Mm. I've mm. I've seen some of his act online and it's and it's good. He's pretty raunchy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he talked about he talked about getting arrested for for marijuana, which is mm. It, these days, that just sounds more and more ridiculous, you know, as what what are we at, like 40 states now that um, have legal marijuana? Is it that many? Some degree. Shit, the last time I... Yeah, I... at least medical. Got it. Yeah, that's a lot. Come on, last 10. We're almost there. I, like, how many does it need to be before the federal government just goes, we're in? 45? Like, seriously, like, how close do you need to get before I mean... it's clearly something... That people want to have. I don't know. Let's start. Let's start using some of that money f towards natural disasters. You know, you put some of it towards schools, and then you throw a little bit for a natural disaster fund. Let's go. People are well, going to keep. Doesn't it the weed. seem nuts? I mean, I assume that these marijuana companies have to pay federal taxes, so they're paying federal taxes. The federal government is getting the money already, and they still make it illegal. Well, it's like, aren't they breaking their own law by just well, accepting here, the tax revenue? Here, here's the issue is that it's, it's all cash still, right? So at least in Montana, I know it is. So it's all cash. So if they're paying the government, they're not paying them the, what they are supposed to be paying them because you know they're not, you know, they're not, uh, you know, showing all the money that was put in the bank because it's all ca it's cash only. So if the government really wanted all of their money they would make it okay for them to get loans and go to banks the problem is is that none of these companies can do that because it's all cash based you know you can't get a loan if you're if you're a weed company oh and i bet bank. that's because it has to be cash because the banks are federally insured and yes and they won't they they won't, they won't they won't take that money no. but i bet you can go to the bank with a big bag of cash and put the cash in the bank yeah, but why would you do that? Then then you have to show that you made X amount of dollars. Well, they've got to put some money somewhere, right? Yeah, they don't buying, all have giant vaults at the back of more a weed shop. That's what, buying more property, buddy. Come on. Buying more property. Yeah, but you, you don't buy property with giant bags of cash either. You have to put it in an account and transfer it. Okay. Don't, yeah. don't you think? No, you do. Could you, could you imagine you're buying assets. carrying... You're not just leaving two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over to. Well, that's not going to get you anything these days, buddy. Two fifty—that's nothing. But that'll get you a little. That'll get you a shed out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you can. You can probably still buy, um, you know, an averagely not very fixed up three bedroom. 
in in, in the Tennessee area. In Tennessee for sure, buddy boy. Yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. go down there, it's move, bro. Daniel Boone National Forest, buddy. Go hang out with some homies in the woods, cook up mm-hmm. some, cook up some some freaking moonshine. Yeah. What What was the thing? Uh, about oh, what Al- do you? Go ahead. Go on. I was just. I was going to s- say about the the balloon ride to space. Oh, like a couple of stoners it? talking about that. <laughs> Joe is not in. He's not interested. No way. At all. Me neither. Me neither. Not going to do it. How many balloon rides would they have to have successfully before you would do it? I wouldn't do it. Ever? I wouldn't do it. It's just like I would never get into a submarine and go to the bottom of the ocean and get killed. Yeah. You know? I don't like the sound of that one either. Ugh. I just don't have... It just doesn't seem necessary. I, I just want to save the planet that we already live on. I don't care about space that much. I think it's cool. I want aliens to come... You know, come here and, and be nice and show us what's up and tell us, you know, hey, stop doing what you're doing. You're going to blow yourselves up and we're screwed. Yeah. You know, I wish I wish someone would come down, you know, maybe alien. Uh, maybe Jesus is an alien. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could see him in yeah, the balloon. That'd be cool. If you went up there high enough. <laughs> there we go. So if I could see Jesus in the balloon, maybe I maybe I'd do it. <laughs> then it's then it might be worth it. I just I just get sick of the of people trying to do things outside of our atmosphere. It it just seems a little weird to me. Can we start here? Can we save the coral reefs first, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'd be nice if our if our oceans weren't so acidic that they were just killing everything. That seems like a bigger problem to me than trying to figure out how to ride on a balloon into space. But Yeah, well, we got to do a bunch of different things at the same okay. time. Yeah. So balloons, balloons are on there. It's only one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Desalination plants seem like a, a better idea to start thinking about right now for me, personally. But all they <laughs> is fun. How do we Come make on. desalination plants fun, Adam? How does how do we do this? Dance music. Can we ride those. Yeah, they could be like uh, water waves. park. Yeah, out of the back. There we wave go. Machine. There we go. Now we're yeah. talking. We're saving the world, and we're fucking going down water slides. Uh huh. Put in like a really nice bar. Get a DJ. Mm. I mean, Always. that's that's one way. <laughs> Just spitball in here. People love that. What is? What? All right, we're we're wrapping this up, but I also wanted to cover Lewis. Um, has been in five car accidents mm. and pays what do he say like eighteen hundred dollars a month for insurance on his cars. Oh, it sounds about right. I'd I'd just stop driving. Let's be honest. The, the guy is a bad driver. He didn't want to admit it. Joe called him on it. I think he accepted it. That is horrific. If I had eighteen hundred dollar a month car insurance, it, I would not drive. Dude, you live in the city. Why does he even need a car? Does he live know. in New York? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, maybe just, to get the gigs and things. I, I, I mean, look, maybe he just has some money, so it's like worth it. He's got to drive his kids around. I don't know. Okay. But just Uber. You could just, could you spend $1,800 in a month with Uber? I, I wouldn't think so. Not in New York. I, th- I would think everything's close. I mean, maybe this is why we need 15 minute cities. Come on, Lewis. You just got to move into a 15 minute city. It'll save you 1800 bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's $60 a day for Uber. Hoo-wee. $60. Mm. Anyway, on that note, let's wrap up for the week. Um, pretty good ones. The Maui one was hard to listen to. You know, it's sad, but it's important to kind of get you educated on the situation out there. 
Mm. And uh, Lewis is fun. Lewis is fun. And Mar, so, don't forget Mar. I know it was last week, but that was a worthy. That was a worthy listen. Yeah, good old Bill. It's great to have him on. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Todd. Um, yeah, buddy. Peace out, and we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Later.